0: Gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here, along with Michael Swede from Sweden. This is Bloodlines. Today is a pre recorded show, but it's part two of our series on God's plan for Germany, an article written by Adam DeWitt. And last week we talked about, well, part one, the background of uh, who the German people are uh, essentially a blend of Celts and Saxons, both groups of which are, in fact, Israelites. Coming from the two bloodlines of Zerah and Fers the the two sons of Judah, so I'm going to turn it over to Michael here we're going to pick right up where we left off uh, Michael take it take it away
1: yeah thank you very much for having me again in this yes. very intriguing subject that has been so um, yeah's been so suppressed by the mainstream media by all mainstream has suppressed its only We in Christian Identity, that speaks about those um, very important topics.
0: Yeah, the Bible. (laughs) Exactly. And the migrations of the 12 tribes, yes. Yes. Yep. To
1: honor our forefathers. Yep. Okay, Um, let's get started. Um, It is time to trace the Celt back to their cradle. More and more um, authorities recognize that the Celts came from the Middle East, as pointed out in a lengthy BBC documentary on those people. The word Celt, pronounced Celt, is found in many forms as the um, Gel- Gelderland, Holland, uh, Gal- Galatia in middle Turkey, um, uh, Cheltenham in England, Galia in France, um, Galicia in southern Poland, Uh, Gallia, a former Roman province in northern Italy. Uh, Wales, uh, the W in this case, once pronounced uh, Guturli, And Valonia, early forms uh, of the word are uh, cald or shade, shade, uh, as found in the Chaldea, the land of Mesopotamia. Weren't when we read in scriptures about the the, the Babylonians, aren't they referred to as the Chaldeans?
0: Right, the Chaldeans. And uh, I think the Chaldeans preceded Babylon, the kingdom of Babylon. So uh, Chaldean is a very ancient wor- word. And I think it just means uh, you know, a resident. Uh, I, th- I think it means Highlander, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> okay, but uh, maybe uh, the text will enlighten us on that.
1: Okay, Um, early Chaldeans migrated from the Delta regions near what is now Kuwait, up the fertile strip of land along the Euphrates River to the regions along the Mediterranean coast to found the ancient civilizations such as Egypt. Um, so when we read about the Chaldeans, are they the do you say the the first one, the original? Are they then to be viewed as Israelites? weren't uh, the yeah Babylonians? They were from, weren't they from? Uh, oh, I'm now I'm bad on if they were uh, Hamites then.
0: Yeah, they could be Hamites, Japhethites, uh, or, or Shemites, because uh, we're going back to actually uh, you know, the days of Nimrod. And the spreading of the the three sons of Noah, their families uh, all over the globe. Practically, you know, the north, the the central uh, area uh, known as Mesopotamia and uh, Egypt as well. So, our people uh, spread out in all of these areas, and they, they were, of course, all white people, not uh, you know, not blacks or Orientals or anything else. They were all white. Back to you.
1: Exactly, that's what the Bible is all about: the genes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gene of our of the uh, dynamic people.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I just checked online. What does Highlander mean? Meaning of Highlander. The nu- m- numerical value of Highlander in Chaldean <laughs> numerology is seven. Uh, what does Scottish Highlander mean? Chaldean. Okay. They they refer to numerology. But Assyrians and Chaldeans were either exterminated. All mean Highlander. That's confirmed then from the internet. So, if the internet says so, this is books at Google dot com. So they say that it means Highlander. Back to you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then this okay. n- numerical stuff isn't that more from the is that from the Kabbalah?
0: Yeah, well, it's probably called the astrology,
1: <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> okay. Let's uh, continue. Yeah. Uh, when we think of the Middle Eastern people today, we tend to picture a brown-skinned folk with dark brown eyes. Yet, in those early days, it was not so. The Arabs, Turks, and other darker people moved into the Middle East much later. The Turks, for instance, do not come from Turkey, but rather east from Middle Asia.
0: Yeah, and they have a lot of... uh, Well, the Turks, as I understand, are a mixture of Mongolian blood and Hittite blood, Hittites being one of the... Tribes of the Canaanites, you know the evil Canaanites. So you have uh, th- that's a really nice combination. <laughs> Back to you.
1: Sounds like an Ashken Ashkenazi as well. There you go.
0: Of... Yep, Ashkenazi,
1: right? <laughs> okay. Um, Oregon yeah. Turk was uh, populated by descendants of the Chaldeans and related people who were fair-skinned and blonde. Yes, that are typical descriptions. Of uh, Israelite, of one from the tribe of, of Judah that and, we're discussing now.
0: And the descendants of Noah
1: in general, yes. Yes, the Shamite, the true Shamite. Yes. Uh, basically, the Turks ethnically cleansed these fair skinned people from Asia Minor. Um, the original Egyptians, too, being kin to the Chaldeans, were what we described as Nordic in appearance. Our earliest records show that the uh, Celts came from a Highland region north of Mesopotamia. Great numbers of these Celts migrated north-westly from the Highland region of eastern Turkey and west Iran into Europe to become the pro celts And I know I have also seen pictures of uh, what is the uh, Tutankhamun, what the name on the on the one of the pharaohs. He had red hair that was preserved. Yeah.
0: Oh, all the pharaohs you know, were uh, Nordic in appearance. Uh, it wasn't until much, much later that uh, you know, after the collapse of the Egyptian Empire that blacks took over, and I think that was shortly before the uh, Greeks moved in. The, the Greek, uh, you know, pharaohs of Egypt. So yeah, it was it was a white uh, kingdom for millennia,
1: for millennia. Yeah. So it yeah. uh, fell when Alexander the Great did conquer right. Egypt. Then. Yes, and then yeah, weren't one of those four sons that is prophesied? It wasn't one of them, not son, but four uh, local rulers seated around uh, Egypt, or um, maybe he'll totally mistaken.
0: The Ptolemies. uh, I forget who the first Ptolemy was. Uh, Ptolemy Philadelphus was the one that had the Hebrew scriptures translated into Greek. Okay, because he had a huge library. And yeah, so the Ptolemies were uh, Greek uh, lords of Egypt, the Greek so-called pharaohs of Egypt. Yes.
1: Yes, and they were the one that uh, Alexander gave his power when he when he died in Babylonia. I think he died in. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I think he yeah, uh, he uh, he got drunk and he was poisoned by <laughs> by a fair maid. <laughs> okay, uh, that's how warriors tend to die.
1: <laughs> yeah, Great workers, yeah, the, the weakness for the for the women, Yeah, heard, but that right. must be in some of uh, a uh, drink. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry for digressing. Yeah. Um, those that migrated south into Mesopotamia became known as Chaldeans. Chaldeans means highlander. There we have it. There it is. And okay. Double confirmation. Hmm. Um, the word Celt is derived from Chaldean. One of the most famous Chaldeans or pro-Celt is Abraham of the Bible. Yeah. Not yeah. Abraham was not a Jew, exactly. He was not, <laughs> he was not even an Israelite. He was, however, a Chaldean of the city of Ur. He was related to the Celts, his blood was Celtic. We know the Celts were on the uh, whole blonde. The Bible tells us that Abraham's wife Sarai was very fair, she must have been blonde and blue eyed, yes. like those angels yeah that's right, <laughs> like those angels now.
0: this is probably news to most people that the word Celt because they think of Celts as European, either you know um uh, British or French or central German. that's where the word Celt is usually applied by the uh, academics and uh Regular historians, but what we're being told here is the word "Celt." The origin is from the Middle East, from Mesopotamia, and the highlands would have, which would have to be to the east of the Tigris and Euphrates River. But that's exactly where Abraham came from. Back to you.
1: Yeah and that's very yeah uh, something I was thinking about yeah I I my personal also was Celt was more European that was my how view. but he he now refers back all the way back to Abraham and calling him a Celt that's and then right. when we read about the city of Ur weren't that more uh, located to the east in yes. in former mesopotamia and then he migrated toward egypt abraham because his his was his father he was had right. many many uh, what do you say idol idol icons
0: yes yeah, yeah and uh the, the the connection the the celtic church of britain and probably france as well they refer to themselves as caldees okay that's just another version or variant of cald c u l d e e Caldee. So the, the the connection between the blonde-haired Chaldeans of biblical times and the Celts of Europe is here firmly established by Adam de Thank you very much. Back to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the French word for fair is blonde. The Hebrew word used is uh, y- yopi yopi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Okay. Um, From the root word uh, japa, meaning blonde, beautiful, or to be bright, or mm -hmm. light. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Also,
0: a very close connection to Japheth, or Japheth, who was one of the sons of Noah. Okay, and the Japhethites were known as the fairest of the fair. Back to you.
1: mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Japheth almost. Yeah. Exactly, uh, and and we know that uh, the letter Y that didn't exist, so they would probably have spelled it this way with uh, the um, Germans. Yeah.
0: The Germans still
1: spell it that way. Yavol, it's a word of J. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um, seeing that Abraham loved all of God's laws, including those that forbade marrying those of an- another nation. It stands to reason that he too would have been of Nordic appearance. Indeed, the Celts were tall about 6 feet or 1.8 meter, ruddy, and on the whole, fair and blonde. Abraham and his family left Ur at a time the ethnic makeup of Chaldean was shifting from predominantly fair, blonde, Chaldean, to the new incoming darker-skinned people who changed the entire makeup of Chaldea.
0: Okay, so if you drop the letter A at the end of the word Chaldea and uh, just not, don't pronounce it, you get Chaldee. which is exactly what the Chaldee Church of Britain referred to themselves as. Back to you.
1: Yeah, more, more proof of who we are. Yeah. I would say. And no, that it's is just also...
0: coincidence. It's all coincidence. Nothing to yeah, absorb. yeah, yeah. Coincidence
1: <laughs> is for them that doesn't believe in anything. Then it's coincidence, it is luck, it is, yeah, you know, whatever they come up with. Right. There is nothing as luck. Luck, coincidence. Um, and Abraham followed the route taken by so many of his kind over the centuries before to settle in a land where he would live uh, amidst people that the law approved of. He could have gone into mm-hmm. Europe but it did not need to go that far. In those days, Palestine and Lebanon were were populated not by Jews or Arabs, but by Hebrew Celts, once uh, from the highland north of Chaldea, of b- a blonde folk, his kin.
0: Okay, so the highlands north of Chaldea would be the, the Turkish mountains, what we would call Turkey today. Okay. Ah, but it, it could okay. also be east because uh the legends say that Adam and Eve settled in Kashmir, which is pretty far up in India. Okay, so uh and then of course the uh the sons of Abraham uh through Keturah migrated back there. So that whole area, India, North Turkey Uh, southern turkey eastern turkey all those places uh, iran iraq all those places were once inhabited mainly if not exclusively by white people back to you
1: yeah and then it makes sense he does that's why he didn't travel long and as i said also i guess he he also referred to the law here that you should live with your own people the law approved of yes amen so that is biblical, and that is, um, uh, yeah, it's biblical that we should not live with other; We should be separated and be left alone. But yeah. that, apparently, we can't be left alone because nope. it's always something that comes back. I love that yeah. that song you had, uh, despised, we kicked them out, they come back. I don't know, that, that was a good one.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, the viper people have been following uh, us around and eating our dust ever since Genesis three fourteen and 15. Okay. And so because they're parasites, they can't leave us alone. That, that's no, they, how that works. And,
1: yeah. And that's only further proof that those um they are what do you say? They that's further proof of the uh of that the curse it would ponder that they'd be like a snake. they would walk on their right, belly and eat exactly, our dust. Exactly. Yep. Genesis and, chapter
0: three, uh, very important.
1: Yes and it is not as you said not a literal snake because a snake that's normal circumstances go walk on the belly so come on can't right? be a snake
0: right no that's just a curse <laughs> no yeah the it's figurative obviously it's a metaphor for people who will are not able to build their own nations as the jews have never built their own nation they always move in following our dust and it's primarily our dust that they follow and breathe in they have to be pretend to be us Uh, Once they have thoroughly infiltrated our countries, they pretend to be us. They don't really do that much in other nations, Uh, Arab nations, uh, black, uh, uh, they just don't do that there because those other nations don't have enough prosperity for them to uh, parasitize off of. Okay, So consequently, you find the Jews parasitizing off of us almost exclusively. Back to you.
1: Yeah, yes, and that fulfills the prophecy of eating our dust all That's the right. time. Wherever yeah. we go, wherever we put down our foot, then some dust comes comes back, and then they walk yeah. into that dust, follow yeah. it.
0: Yeah, construction dust too, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> they don't do any work. They they don't do any building. They just do well, parasita- they are... parasite work. That's all they do.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's continue. Um, uh, from Abraham came Isaac. Isaac was ethnically those Celtic, not Jewish. I like this, that he pointed this out. Yes. He has not been deceived by
0: this. Yeah, there's a misprint there. It says ethically, uh, although that wouldn't be uh, 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 false. I think he meant to say ethnically ethnically Celtic, not Jewish. Back to you.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, From Isaac came Jacob, who was renamed Israel. He, too, was ethnically a Celt, not Jewish, thank you, uh-huh. This means that all Jacob's children were Celts or Celts, not Jewish. Yeah, third time, got it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to repeat
0: yourself in order for people to get this right. Uh,
1: mm, yeah, yeah this, a, um, a thousand um, times yeah. more. Feels mm. like, uh, from this linen, David, um, in Samuel seven, we read that David, ugly and fair. Ruddy means light, uh, pink complexion. And again,
0: okay. we... all right. You're, you're breaking up. Uh, maybe I should take over for a bit. For some reason, we just have these interruptions occasionally, where the the transmission is uh, is sketchy. Let me read this uh, paragraph, and then uh, maybe you can pick it up at true meanings. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. In Samuel seventeen forty two, we read that David was ruddy and fair. Ruddy means his skin was light with a pink complexion. And again, we see the same word fair, meaning blonde. This means Jacob Israel was also fair. This means all Israelites were ruddy and blondish. This gives a totally different picture than the Hollywood stereotype that the Israelites were swarthy, black-haired Jews. But then remember, 50% of what comes from (laughs) Hollywood Holly Jew is nonsense. The other 50% is fiction. So 50% nonsense, 50% fiction. Jacob Israel, the Celt, had 12 sons who in turn gave 12 tribes. The tribes took on the name of their respective patriarchs. They are Reuben, Simeon, Judah, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zebulon, Manasseh, Ephraim, and Benjamin. All are logically Celts not jewish amen amen to that and of course the the sons of israel sons of jacob all had to take wives for themselves who were not israelites because there weren't any israelite women yet except for uh jacob's wives so they had to pick them from uh the celtic race the the white race that existed and primarily they took them from the Aramaic people who were very, very close kin to the Israelites. So they were Shemites. And so, and even Tamar, the, uh, well, the, the concubine of Judah, she was a uh, an Aramaic woman as well. So they were all white. They were all, in, in just def, broad definition here, they were all Celtic people. Back to you.
1: Yeah, um, and um I was thinking about something I missed, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and that is also, I guess, comes from the fact that, um, yeah, thinking about this, that the blood... Uh, life is in the blood and when the children, uh, when uh, from the, the children gets the blood from the father and from the mother gets the mitochondria. So I guess that is why, because then the blood, the life the life force the, that is so important for us, that is in the man. So he is the one that gives the blood. So I guess that is why that, also what I, why that worked genetically.
0: And that's why we shouldn't take the Bill Gates NanoDot vaccine. Because it will alter your DNA, i.e., your blood. Stay. Yes, yes. We are living in very dangerous times, folks. Don't, don't believe the lie. It's just another holly Jew lie that vaccines work and that this vaccine is going to cure a non-existent disease called COVID nineteen.
1: Back to you. Yeah, and that will then change your blood. So when Ooh. Jesus Christ come back, he can't recognize you because yeah. you're a cyborg.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a cyborg or, or a
1: zombie.
0: <laughs> what a, a combination of the two.
1: Yeah, so you won't be recognized and you will yeah. be parted out. Okay, let's see if it works. I can get back again now. Uh, let's get our screen straight. The word you, option of the word Yehudi from Yehuda. Yehuda means or Judah, the person. Therefore, it is ethically and uh, ethyllologically wrong to say that descendants of the other 11 sons are of Judah. It is simply impossible.
0: Right. It uh, is equally yeah, impossible. They can't yeah. all be, if the word Jew comes from the word Judah, then the other tribes can't be Jews. Okay, but we know the word Jew doesn't come from Judah, it comes from Judeos, which means Judean, which is not a non-racial term. Back to you.
1: Yeah, and that we have done previously good um, teachings about the word Jew not being in the Bible at all. It's a made-up word. Um, as I said, that's a made-up word that they made up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So... And they have, I guess, it has changed during time, having other names, and they call themselves other stuff until yeah they were a Jew, that is, I guess, from the middle um, 1900 century, I think. Yeah. That they started using it. So, as you said, also, not everybody can be Jew either, because of the, the other tribes. Then where are then? Are they gone? Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. So... But that's because the ignorance of our people and the lack of interest in reading the most important book you can read. The question we get what did you do with your time? You didn't yeah. even read my book? Yeah. Yeah. I... Uh,
0: no, we're watching
1: Hollywood movies. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it is equally impossible to say that Jacob, Isaac, and Abraham are children of Judah which the churches do by implication, by calling them Jews. That's correct. It's illogical, but that's what they do. Yes, it is, but it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, To call any of these Jews is, of course, an utter nonsense. Thank you for that. Yet, all the churches do, and most school teachers, even uh, dictionaries, are guilty of this stupidity. Only the descendants of Judah can be called and Yahoo B, yeah, another ma- can... another
0: typo here.
1: Yeah, yeah maybe it to... is. Yeah, which can be corrupted to you no I don't know if it can't. I don't know how you can corrupt it that way. Really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you determined to corrupt it, <laughs> it can be corrupted to the word Jew. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 It can, but mm, we shouldn't. know otherwise.
0: It, should, it shouldn't happen, but it does.
1: Yeah, it does. And then this lie has been repeated for so long that they believe that, oh, if you follow the law, if you are abiding to this, then you do, they call yourself a Jew or a spiritual Jew. But no, you're not.
0: Yeah. Well, if you repeat the Holocaust lie often enough, people believe that too, right? That's how it works, folks. If you have control yeah, of the media… Yeah, and and you won't anybody you won't let anybody contradict you ever, and if somebody does, they they mysteriously disappear. Then uh, you can see how this lie can be transmitted, and people believe it.
1: Mm, yeah, and if it gets too too um, complicated, you just enforce laws, I guess. Right. Make it even more true. <laughs> okay, there is a second category of of Jews that are not even descendants of Judah after the 12 tribes settled in what became known as the land of Israel. Around 1400 BC, infighting lead to a rift between the Israelites. The land was split into two. The northern half became the land of Israel, uh, the southern half became the land of Judah.
0: Okay, and that was Uh, actually more around 900 BC. Uh, 1400 BC is when the Israelites left Egypt and settled in Palestine, or Canaan land as it was called then. And uh, but the split between the two houses occurred, or uh, more around
1: 900 BC. Back to you. Okay. Um, the Assyrians began began to invade both rival Israelite lands around 730 BC. First, the northern land fell, then the southern. Yeah. Uh, this was the when the ten lost tribes were. Yeah, they lost their identity, they lost their home, and they. So they were then referred to as the dispersion, the gen- right. Gentiles that you are reading in the New Testament. Yep, that's
0: the dispersed Israelites. It's not the other nations, exactly. Yes,
1: yeah, so I think that that's word. a be- yeah. better translation to that uh, Gentiles or whatever they use. It is more the dispersion.
0: Yeah, and the false definitions of those two words, Jew and Gentile, have created more confusion about what the Bible is really teaching than any other any other formula you know any other form of deceit that uh, those two words with their false definitions one mean, jew meaning israelites and gentile meaning non-israelites that, that both of those are false and the word gentile is not even a greek word <laughs> or or a hebrew word it's a latin word which means uh, to come from the same race, tribe, or family that 's what the word actually means in the Latin, so how can it mean the opposite of of what uh you know the the Latin actually means okay so again, this is trickery it 's Talmudic trickery, rabbinical trickery, and the churches have swallowed the bait whole right and it's surprised that they're not choking on it, but they swallowed it whole back to you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you see here, woe to them that calls evil good and good evil. That's what I'm thinking about from, I guess, Isaiah. Amen. Uh, The British Israelites teach the Assyrians only took the northern land of the 10 tribes. This is not true. The Assyrians took all 12 as outlined in 2nd Kings 18. The Assyrians repopulated the land with non-Israelites after the Israelites were deported. However, the city of Jerusalem was not taken. And you and then you align with that also, see that it took yes. uh, both Judah and, and yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, 40, 42 fenced cities of Judah were taken, leaving only the big city of Jerusalem with its towering walls that the Assyrians could not uh, plus Yahweh smote 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. In their attempt to capture the city of Jerusalem, so Yahweh had a direct hand in preventing that from happening. Okay, so uh, yeah, the, the very important aspect of our history. So uh, because, uh, oh, by the way, the, um, the 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 one group of the non-Israelites that uh, Adam Dewitt is talking about here were called the Sepharvaim. They were taken from Babylon. Sepharvaim was a suburb of Babylon of course we know Babylon is where the Babylonian Talmud comes from and so we had this is our first inkling that a Babylonian tribe was imported to Palestine and it was done via the Assyrian army back to you.
1: Yeah, and um, that also makes yes yeah, sense when you when we read when you know that for example we have discussed Odin or Woden this before that he was an and from the tribe of Judah that left that led our people up here to Europe yes. and it was later worship. worshiped so yeah yes. he was from the tribe of uh, of um, of Judah
0: yeah taken captive before the Assyrians imported the Sepharvaim and other non-Israelite people back
1: to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, The only Israelite left in the land were remnants, i.e. not all, of Judah and Benjamin because Jerusalem became the administrative capital of this now Assyrian province. Um, The territory became known as Judea, being also a historical reference to the main tribe of the capital. This meant that dwellers in the Assyrian province became known as Judenians. Even though most were non Judites, all the non-Israelite people in the land took on the new geographical term Judeans, as well as the remnant of Judah and Benjamin.
0: Okay, so here again we see that a territorial term now has taken the place of the tribal term, and this is the word from which the, the word Jew, Judean, can be derived, not from Judah, but from Judean, because it is not a tribal term. It's simply uh, a reference to the territory where already at this point in time, uh, after the Greeks invaded Judea, Judah, uh, that's when it became Judea because the Greeks and these other tribes, the Canaanites, the Edomites, and the Sepharvaim were already in the land, and those tribes helped the Greeks and and the Romans as well to make war against the tribe of Judah. So how can these people be part of of Judah when they're making war against Judah?
1: Yeah, okay. and for me it's uh, kind of new that uh, that the Assyrians were one that they, they also captured both the ten northern tribe and then also apparently the two the two tribes of of right. Judah
0: and Benjamin so, was taken as well. Yeah, although not entirely. Uh, you, know, you read the scriptures carefully remnants of many of the tribes stayed there uh, essentially the Assyrians took the uh, how should I put it the productive class not necessarily all farmers but they left farmers behind to till the land because they could come back and steal <laughs> steal the produce that these Israelite farmers made okay so it, this was a you know, a, a wide, a broad-thinking invasion by the Assyrians. Back to you.
1: Mm, okay, yeah, so was this also when the name, I am asking, um, Judea, when that word uh, was, was it invented, when that was start to be used?
0: Uh, well, it, it came into use before New Testament times, but uh, it's hard to say when, but let me put it this way the non-Israelite, non-Judaite historians that wrote about Judea in those days, they referred to it as Judea exclusively. They did not make a distinction between Judah and Judea. And that's probably why you, know, you, you don't see uh, any mainstream historians making, and Judeo-Christians and academics making no distinction between Judah and Judea. They are definitely not the same. The two words have completely different reference reference points. Completely different people are being referenced by those two terms. We know that, but the outside world has no inkling that that's the case. Back
1: to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh, because I thought Judea were basically, I guess, when I mean, for after the captivity. In my my maybe simple mind, I don't know. So I I, I thought that Judea was a much later. Uh, used termed when, when I guess, uh, he, uh, Janucanius started to invade Idumea and circumcised the, the Edomites, I guess, right. more, it was later that that name was came because yeah. I, don't, I didn't thought that name was present when our forefathers then came back to, yeah. no, to no, Europe.
0: No, not when they came back from the pa- Babylonian captivity. In fact, if you read the books of Ezra and Nehemiah, they referred to themselves as Israel. You, know, you read those books, they refer to themselves as Israelites, not even as Judahites, but it was primarily the tribe of Judah and also Benjamin so uh, yeah, so it was during the uh, how should I put it? the invasions from outside tribes uh, being the Greeks and the Romans, and uh, as I said earlier, the Edomites allied themselves to these invaders because why? Well, the Edomites being the descendants of Esau, wanted to reclaim the inheritance that Esau sold to Jacob, right? So the Jews, now these are the Jews, the Edomites, they've been hovering around Judah all these centuries. And now, because the Greeks invade and the Romans invade, they have an opportunity by allying themselves with the Greeks and the Romans to reclaim or steal what uh, their ancestor actually sold, fair and square, to Jacob. All right, so this is the grievance the grudge that the edomite jews have toward us they know we are israel they know they're not but they they want to reclaim they they want to undo the deal that was made between jacob and esau back to you
1: yeah and what what has changed today
0: <laughs> they're even more they fervent fervent about it today than ever
1: hmm they are I think my
0: sound's is up again now. Yes, okay. All right, let me take over here for a bit. Okay, uh, I said, let me just repeat here. Only the remnant of Judah could rightfully claim racial bloodlines to the person of Judah, but the rest, the majority of the mixed multitude of non-Israelites laid claim by geographic means. Both groups translated as Jews in all modern Bibles. It therefore takes a trained reader to spot the difference, and that is the case. You have to read the Bible carefully, and distinguish between ethnic groups. But since most of today's Judeo Christians believe that uh, Christianity is a multicultural religion, is intended for everybody, they say, "Well, it's just natural that uh, you know non." And they actually believe that there is non-Judaite blood or non-Israelite blood in the bloodline of jesus they actually believe that they think that ruth was an ammonite or or whatever and uh that other people in the bible had uh even moses moses apparently married a non-israelite war a non-white woman of course the bible doesn't say any such thing these are just assumptions they make because they want they want the bible to be multicultural Okay, but it's not. It's exclusive to the covenant people Israel. All right, so one more paragraph here. Jesus was a Judahite, but he was not a Judean. He was a Galilean. The term king of the Jews is not a reference to being king of a geographic Judeans, but rather a reference to his royal descent from Judah. The term king of the Jews does not mean king of religious Jews. Now there, Jew here again, the word Jew comes from Judean not from Judah, okay? So the Bible clearly says that Yahshua came for Israel. He came for Israel, not for the Jews. But since we impose the word Jew upon the Bible in the translations and in the commentaries, etc., people simply assume that that was the case. No, he was the king of Israel, or Jew, expected to be the king of Israel, not the king of Judea. He was not going to be the king of a multicultural state. The Bible is very clear. He came for Israel and for no other people. Uh, all right, uh, let me just read this one sentence here, and I'll turn it back over to you. Jesus was, in essence, of called or Celtic blood. He was not a religious Jew, even though he was from the tribe of Judah. Okay, uh, over to you.
1: And that's something um, I don't know this this that when you're when you're um, believe in the Bible sometimes here in Sweden, they call you, yeah, you're Jewish something. no not <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
0: yeah
1: I, I can't understand that really
0: no, no, that's well, because the confusion of terms is so uh so vast and so ingrained in people's minds that uh Jesus was a jew right how many how many millions of times have you heard that? No, he was not a Jew, he was a Judahite. Huge difference. It's like saying, okay, mm-hmm. here in America, we had uh, a war between cowboys and Indians, right? So now you have a word like, like cow Indian or uh, indie boy, <laughs> right? That confuses the two groups. That's what the word Jew does. It confuses the two groups. So you make a mincemeat of biblical history. Back to you.
1: hmm. Let's try again. Yeah. Um, Jewish author uh, author Alfred M. Littenthal wrote this here's a paradox a paradox a most ingenious paradox and and through prologue fact many Christians may have much Hebrew like blood in their veins than most of their Jewish neighbors. And from the book, what price is from Chicago, Henry, Reggie's Reg- company, sort of a butchering that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let me read that over, because we're still breaking up, so people get this, and this is the Jewish author, Alfred M. Lilienthal, who wrote, quote, Here's a paradox, a paradox, a most ingenious paradox, an anthropological fact, Many Christians have much, or may, he says, uh, strike the word may. Many Christians have much more Hebrew-Israelite blood in their veins than most of their Jewish neighbors, unquote. From the book, What Price, Israel, Chicago, Henry Regency Company, 1953. So, and he asks the question, uh, Adam Witt asks the question, could there be any truth to this? Okay, back to you. Let's try again.
1: Um, um, If so, this would mean the German society and its neighboring countries have um, misidentified the people most prominent in the Bible. The 1980 Jewish Almanac's first chapter entitled Identity Crisis (laughs) Um, Uh beings with the following admission strictly speaking, it is incorrect to call the ancient an ancient Israelite a Jew, or to call a um, um, contemporary Jew an Israelite, or a Hebrew. That was by Richard Siegel and Carl Reins, Reins, New York, uh, Bantam Books, 1980. The 1978 summer edition of the Jewish newspaper United Israel Bulletin, Fifth Avenue, New York, admits the following, which contradicts Church teachings to get to the root of matter is important. We clear up one basic misconception held by so many in our society to the true definition of the term Hebrew Israel and the Jew. Abraham was not a Jew. Don't let this statement shock you historically and ethnologically. He was not a Jew. Neither was Joshua nor Joseph. Neither was Judah. (laughs) All right. That's the kicker. Neither was Judah. Back to you. Yeah. Okay. Now they have some funny pictures here. I don't know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Ashkenazi are a little taller than the Sephardim. That's because they have a lot of Japhetic blood in them. Right. There's a lot of white. Remember, he described the uh, Calds or Celts as uh, roughly six feet tall. Sephardic Jews are much shorter uh, Sephardic Jews are six to eight inches shorter than white people, on average. Back to you.
1: Yeah, and they have some flies around them. <laughs> <why>. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's Sephardic, all right? The Sephardic Jew has
1: flies floating around him. Yep. <laughs> okay, uh, today's Jew come under two categories: um, Ashkenazim and Sephardim. The Ashkenazim makes up some ninety percent of all Martin Jews. Ashkenaz. Ashkenaz was the grandson of Japheth. Mm -hmm. Japheth was a brother of Shem. This means that 90% of all Jews are not Semitic. Not at all. Semitic means a descendants of Shem. Jacob Israel a descendants from uh, Shem. Seeing that the Ashkenazim are not Shem. This means this group 90% of today's Jews are not Israelites. No, And same with the rest. they are not.
0: Yeah.
1: This group is, is the thrust behind the Zionist movement and are the main um, occupies of the modern Jewish state in Palestine. It does not take much to see that this group has taken Palestine on the false um, pretense as they are not Israelite in any shape or form. Amen. Um, the second largest group of Jews are um, uh, Shepardic. These uh, do have some claim to say their forebears lived in Judea, but not as Judahites, let alone Israelites. The Sephardim take their name from uh, Sephar Harim or Sephardim. The Sephardim were Assyrian people who were placed in the depopulated lands of Israel and Judah after the Syrian invasion. And this is 2 Kings 17, 31, 18, 34, 19, 13. And also Isaiah 36, 19 and 37, 13. This means only one thing. Today's Jews are not Israelites. Yeah,
0: I would uh, make a slight correction here. Uh, the Sephardim were moved into Judah in the territory vacated by the house of Judah. Uh, but they're a, a, a Babylonian people. Okay, so uh, they were moved into that position by the Assyrians, but they're not an Assyrian people. Yeah, they're Babylonian people. Back to you.
1: Is that where you get um, Talmud from?
0: Yeah, Babylonian Talmud, exactly.
1: hmm Okay. Also, most many people believe, they believe they are Israelites, and the truth is they are not I'm not being nasty, but truthful. Mm-hmm. Don't, this apologize. Why said in, "Don't
0: apologize, Mr. Dewitt, <laughs>
1: <laughs> for speaking the truth." Yes, mm. that is why Jesus said in Revelation two nine and three nine that there are those that call themselves Jews, but they are not. Yeah, and if we change that, then it'll be the be um, Judahites Right. Um yeah, and that's what they try to call themselves. But yeah, either way they get um, they fall on this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um in other words, there are those that call themselves Israelites by claiming lineage through the tribe of Judah, but they're impostures. When the Bible says the kingdom was taken away from the Jews, it did not mean taken away from the Israelites, but uh, from those that wrongly claim to be Israelites by calling themselves Jews.
0: Usurpers. Yes, it will be taken away from the usurpers. That uh, has yet to be... Well, it was temporarily, you know, when the Roman army destroyed the temple and scattered both the Israelites and the Jews. Okay. But uh, the Jews took over again in 1946, or whatever year it was. I think it was 46. Uh And then by claiming to be... Israel okay and most people don't know that the the decision to call that country Israel was a, a last minute decision by the Jews they were going to call it Judea but they said we, we need to have a better word to fool people you know the, the more to more to fool you with little red riding hood so it was a last minute decision to call that country Israel it's a stroke of genius actually back to you
1: yeah uh, yeah <laughs> okay if they've been judea then i think uh, yeah then it yeah. would been yeah okay yeah. um now uh, okay this is the true heirs now that we know that today's Jews are not Israelites who then are the true Israelites from whom Christ was sent i was sent to the lost sheep of the lost sheep Tribes of the House of Israel, and to them alone. Yes, this is so important, but this is something that people are, Judea Christians, Judea pastors miss, because they have been, I guess, brainwashed, or been repeating the continuous of time, and then they're proud to say that it's, it's for everybody, and of course, it gives them some more money, I guess. Right,
0: okay, now let me clarify this, because some people might get confused He is paraphrasing, and this translation is absolutely correct. But what it says in the King James, I was not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. There's a double negative there, okay? Which uh, best translated, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay, that would be the simplest, straightforward translation. But his translation here is absolutely correct. I was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and to them alone, Matthew 15, 24. Back to you.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking to reading the um, the Swedish one and see what that one said. Okay. And how they are, if they have butchered it. Yeah. Okay, it's In Swedish. <laughs> and then we, yeah. and I can translate it. Yeah. till andra än till de förlorade fåren Israels Yeah. Basically said the same. He answered and said, "Um, "I am not sent, uh, uh, but to the uh, to uh, to the other than the lost tribes of Israel."
0: Right. Very good. Other than only to them. Okay. Only to them. Yes, that's what he said. So uh, all the translations have different versions. Other than is a good uh, term as well, but it's exclusive. I was sent exclusively. To the now, the word lost is apolumi, meaning set or put away in punishment. So, this, this expression put away in punishment cannot be applied to any other people except Israelites because only Israelites were put away in punishment, no other people on the planet were put away in punishment by Yahweh, i.e., divorced. From uh, and then uh, to be uh, ultimately re-put re, uh, re uh, put back into the home, back into the household of Israel. So th- this is the importance of having accurate translations of these verses, because so much is lost by translating Apollumi as lost instead of exiled. It should be exiled. Back to you.
1: Yeah, and I also know during guess, my Bible from the 18th century, um, the Swedish one. Okay. And they, uh, instead of, they uh, use, uh, of Israel's uh, house. So it is the same, basically the same. They are, they are like, yeah, they are lost. Oh. The the one that has been lost. And that was exactly what the Israelites were, that were taken in captivity. They were yeah. lost. They lost their identity. They lost their home. So yes, there you have the one that is lost.
0: Yeah. So the Swedish word implies simply, uh, you know, un- un- unable to be
1: found, or does it imply uh, exiled? Um, bot, yeah, it's uh, um, yeah lost, uh, yeah lost, and um, and in and, yeah, bot, and bortapper, yeah, they are they are they are like um, yeah, you haven't found them,
0: right? Then, okay,
1: no, so, bortapper, it's it's so, lost, I would say.
0: It does, so it doesn't capture the actual meaning of the Greek. It just says "lost," not "exiled." Now, "exiled" is the correct translation. Back to you.
1: Yeah, maybe I can I can look at that up and see if, how "borttappad" is compared to "forlorade." But okay. yeah, the, uh, when you say something is, what do you say, "forlorade"? Then it's just yeah, you lost it. Oh, that's to, yeah,
0: yeah, that's similar. Excuse me, it's similar to the German "forlorn." Yes, "forlorn" you know, it means uh, I lost it. Where is it? I can't find it. <laughs> right? Yeah. But exactly. Not, but not exiled. Exiled is a completely different idea. Okay? Completely different. And that's how it should have been translated because that's what the Greek apolumi means. Put away in punishment. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right? Okay?
1: Yeah. And I would say it's the same, uh, this uh, botappa, that's the same. It is more the same. It's also uh, verloren as in German. It's just, yeah. uh, it's not exile. It doesn't refer to that word, really. Right. Okay. Very good. Okay. To find the Israelites, we can see that we need to be looking at the Celtic or at least a Celtic type of people. One of the four fathers of the uh, Celtic Israelites was a person called Eber. From whence we got the term Hebrew in um yeah, wasn't that he he was the one yeah, he was the one that did why how we got the the, the term Hebrew? It was from Eber. Yes, that's right. In uh, Phoenician, Hebrew, Eber means um, coloni- colonizer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> the colonizer. Europeans are renowned as a uh, colonizing people. Yes. The new, the name Heber or its variations, appear throughout Europe, as in Ebro River in Spain, Iberia, old name for Spain, and um, Iboam, the old name for Ireland uh Latin said later by Romans to hibernae, then Hibernia yeah, many words here. <laughs> yeah, Hibernia, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, basically the e uh you know, some have the h prefix some have the vowel e but either way it's eber you know, hebrew you know th- those are the terms of many european uh, lands and rivers and valleys, etc., uh, were named after the Hebrew people by Eber, Eber and his descendants. Back to you.
1: Yeah. Mm. And many Israelites uh, teamed up with the um, Canaanites and formed the trading empire called Phoenicia. This fits the two um, distinct ethnic elements that made up the um, phonetics, the red haired beings. Yeah.
0: Phoenicians, yeah, no, Phoenicians, not fanatics. Yeah. <laughs> Although they, they could have been Phoenicians, yeah.
1: Yeah, the red-haired being, the Israelite element, while the darker, the thwarty type being Canaanites. The word Canaanite means merchant or yes. peddler.
0: the the Canaanites were the merchants, and the Israelites were the sailors, basically.
1: Yeah, and Band I did the watch a doc. I did watch a documentary about the giants, and that those giants did stem from from exactly from the Canaanites, from their their what do they say their traditions, and then they settled down all over the world. I guess they right. did when they had to leave uh, this this place.
0: Yes, yes, that and there's tradi- yeah, and there's traditions of giants all over the world, and no matter what country the tradition comes from, they all say that these giants were mostly white-skinned and often had red hair and beards, okay? So the fallen ones were probably, uh, even, um, and uh, Dan and I have been talking about this on Genesis to Revelation, the the Elohim uh, were the blueprint or archetype of the white race. But the fallen ones, the angels that fell, were from that same pool of Elohim, but they left their first estate and uh, made it first with Adamic women. So when they, when they incarnated, they looked white. Okay? They looked white. But they were giants because they had uh, an excess of a certain growth enzyme that uh, your body, a normal person, that enzyme uh, shuts off at a certain age. I guess puberty, <laughs> and but for them, it just they, they, it didn't shut off. It just kept growing and growing and growing, until the weight of their bodies uh, couldn't you know couldn't tolerate. Remember, before the flood, there was a twice the the atmosphere was twice as dense as it is today, so it, uh, taller beings could uh, grow and sustain themselves. For a long time, but nevertheless, every single culture on the face of the earth has legends of having to fight against giants to maintain their own culture. Back to you,
1: yeah. And and and, um, what I'm thinking about was, uh, yeah, they were in this documentary, they also said, as you said, they were referred to as white, they had white skin. And I guess this growing that we that you described could that be a what do you say, curse, something from. Our heavenly Father tells them, uh, uh, "You have uh, committed some uh, uh, some sins that are not allowed." Right. To like yeah. to tell tell them off. That yeah. You're wrong. Something wrong with you.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a growth hormone that, uh, you know, like I said, it makes your bones grow, primarily long. And then there's another hormone. Maybe it's the same hormone that determines how wide your body grows, okay? But the growth hormone that uh, pr- stops the uh, bones from getting longer, that does not go into effect at the right time. Hence, their bodies keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, okay? It's called giantism, and you still have a a group of people, although fewer and fewer. Uh, in the turn of the last century, there were still giant people walking around, really really tall and they were often uh, performers in circuses you know in the freak parade but you see fewer and fewer of these because that uh, that DNA of those giants is finally dissolving away and you don't see that you hardly see that anymore at all okay back to you
1: yeah it was interesting that um, in this documentary we were also referring to this their practice as a Canaanite practice that was their we say culture they brought to this to this island I think it was um, not sicily yeah maybe no, Sicily maybe it was I don't remember the the um, italian um, uh, island that they were settling right. because there were a lot of left uh, leftovers strange leftovers in the whole of that island that they that uh, oh, the right. government wanted to oh, hide I'm, away
0: yeah Sardinia. I think the Sardinia. Yeah. Sardinia still has oh all kinds of monuments to giants, and uh, you know the, all everybody on the island. Yeah, you sent me that documentary. I remember now. the uh, the The whole island believes in giants, <laughs> right? And, but uh, the mainstream media doesn't want to touch that subject—not with a ten foot pole, or or, uh, or, or a ten foot yarmulka, <laughs> right? They don't want you to. They they want you to believe in evolution. And so, therefore, giants don't fit their evolutionary picture, right? That's why you don't hear about Sardinia.
1: Back to you. Yeah, exactly. That will make – that when you read Gen 6 about the giants, then you think, hmm, it's true. Yeah,
0: that's for conspiracy theorists and uh, third-rate newspapers, (laughs) right? (laughs) But we tell truth. They don't. That's all fake news.
1: Yeah, but they say we are full of shit. All right.
0: We're fake news. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right. Let's continue. Yeah. The Hebrew Celtic did the closing while Col- the Colonizing. Did they did the colonizing. Yeah. Colonizing. Yeah. While the Canaanites did the trading. Indeed, the merchant of Phoenicia called themselves the NA, meaning Canaanites their dialect.
0: Right. Yes yeah there were Canaanites, but uh, because the vast uh, the outside world that dealt with Canaanites and with Jews uh realized they were primarily merchants, okay they're the ones who wandered outside of Canaan land and did business with the rest of the world while those Canaanites who stayed in Canaan land, well, they just raised goats and sheep and uh, and that sort of thing right. Uh, but the Canaanites that the world is familiar with, i.e. Jews, these are the traders, the merchant class. Uh, this was not so much true of Judah. The Judahites did not go to Rome to become traders. The Judahites who settled in Rome were just built a local community, uh, kept to themselves, uh, practiced Yahweh's laws, etc. Okay? Those Judahites were not known as merchants, but they were still resented by the Romans because of their separate culture. So you have two reasons for the Romans rejecting number one Judahites for having a separate culture, basically, namely the laws of Yahweh and uh, but they resented the Jews because of their uh, fake trading, you know their tra- their hard trading practices, including usury, okay. So, but people confuse the two groups and we have to keep these two groups distinct in our minds at all times. Back to you.
1: Yeah. And when I read this about the Phoenician trading companies, I also then think about the the later trading company that came up, the East India Trading Company and those trading companies, they must have been the same because then I guess the sailors were we and then the, yeah, the Edomite Jews, they were then the merchants, I guess. That's correct.
0: That is correct. Yeah, so it was the Jewish trading companies that brought the slaves to America and the rest of the world. They, those ships were owned by Jews, not by
1: white people. Back to you. Yeah, they, and they were probably sailed by white people, but right? Um,
0: yeah, because we owned. we have the sailors. They they own the they own the ships. That's how it works. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think they won't put themselves in the sailing boat.
0: No, <laughs> that's dangerous. It's dangerous work, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> too much work.
0: Yeah. Too much uh, work.
1: Um, yeah, the Hebrew Celtic group often called themselves the Barot uh, Phoenicians. According to the Bible, God made special covenants with Abraham and his folk. They were covenant folk. Barat came from the Hebrew Brit or birth, meaning covenant.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: British, right? People
0: of the this covenant. Word, British. Yeah, that's what the word British yeah. means. Yeah.
1: This word or variations appear in the f- form of uh, Parth or Par- Parthia, yeah, near Afghanistan, okay. Brittany in France. Afghanistan? Britain- there aren't any white people in Afghanistan, <laughs> right? But they were at that time. Yeah, but the in internet tribe up in Afghanistan, it is white, you find white, to blue eyes, and what was the name of them? That's right,
0: that's right. Yeah, even today... In that area of the world, there's a lot of blue-eyed, fair-haired, fair-skinned people, even today.
1: But yeah, more isn't it them, them that the, uh, yeah. the governments wants to kill so much? Wasn't this the group that Saddam Hussein attacked also?
0: Right, right. And I think that's why the Jews uh, arranged that war between Iraq and Iran, because Iran had too many white people still. Yeah, that's Iran, I think
1: also Afghanistan, didn't, uh, yeah, Yeah, and that also, of course, but that group lives uh, in in the mountains there, I guess.
0: Right, and the mountain people are called the Kurds, K-U-R-D, coming from the word kur, those people uh, have a separate culture as well, and they're also white-skinned people, okay, that's why they had uh, Iraq attack the Kurdish people. So whatever the Jews do, they raise armies to kill white people. That's what they do. Back to you.
1: Yeah, I guess that's what they always is doing. They just call it other, and that's uh, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now most of these
0: countries today are Islamic, but uh, their culture, you know, uh, their original culture is, as he's saying here, uh, Celtic slash Parthian.
1: Okay, which means white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. And then you yeah, when you find it, I guess this is also hide by people. That's I guess why you don't see so many pitch so many of the pe- people in, for example, right. the um Iran example, because probably there are many, many, many whites there. That's right. So that's actually, what I believe.
0: Yes. No, that's that's correct. Yeah, if you take uh, if you just uh, watch a travelogue about Iran, you will see a lot of the people there are still white. Okay.
1: Yeah, they are. That's why yeah. they, we doesn't see any pictures from there from Iran because they yeah. want to hide and say, Oh, what's this?
0: Yeah, there are actually beautiful Iranian women, but not beautiful Jewish women.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen that too. Some some Iranian that really they have so much. They are yeah, they are white. They have that yeah.
0: more yeah, that uh, they're, they're um... white, but they wear babushkas. <laughs> <laughs> like most of our women used to do, right? Even the, the Christian women used to wear babushkas. So you, you're hard to tell between a babushka and a burka sometimes.
1: Yeah, but that's also, I guess, to cover there because their beauty, to Yeah, to mm-hmm. yeah, not yeah, too, drawing too much attention. I guess too
0: beautiful to look at.
1: <laughs> <Right>? Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. Please continue. Uh, yes, um, this word or variation appear in the. Um, oh, I read that, sorry. Yeah. Um, Afghanistan, we used to talk about that, and then uh, Brutium, a former southern province of Italy. Um, the study of the above name seems to suggest a historical path of migration made by early Hebrew Celtics, who are blood kin of Abraham and his descendants, the Israelites. Uh, we st- stated earlier that Assyrians took almost all the Israelites away other than those in the stronghold town of Jerusalem, for hundreds of years, our most renowned scats of um, learning—I mean, I think as treasure, maybe. Yeah, um, no,
0: uh, uh, scat. I think seats. I think you meant seats of learning. Yeah, scat uh, is poop. scat is poop. <laughs> Although that might be actually more accurate, <laughs> because those professors teach nothing but poop. Back to you. Yeah, today, that, that is, that, that, that's a very interesting uh, typo there.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Colleges, universities, and theological institutes have been analyzed as to what became the so-called Lost Tribes of Israel. The overriding theory held by modern theologians without proof is that they simply integrated with the people of the lands of their captivity. Yet, such a theory contradicts the everlasting covenant outlined in Scripture. Amen. Hmm. Yeah, amen to that. He's getting the points correctly here. Yes. Um, This writing also tells of both the northern and southern Israelite kingdoms being taken by the Assyrians with only those of Jerusalem being spared. 1740 to 1721 B.C., the later being taken in a later Babylonian captivity. These, however, represent only a small remnant when the Babylonian banished, banishment ended. Less than 50,000 souls returned, an estimated 3 to 6 million Israelites. Therefore, were elsewhere. Yes, they had migrated up to, I guess, was the Parthian part of them and maybe up here, up to Europe. But not by that time, maybe. So they were probably up more in Af- to near to Afghanistan, to as we also said before, around the uh, what was the sea? Not the Red Sea, but the Caspian Sea, where they were placed by the Assyrians, I guess. Yeah. So they yeah. haven't really migrated yeah. away, but
0: um, ultimately uh, from Parthia, although it wasn't called Parthia at the time, that came later. The uh, Isaiah. Eleven sixteen says there shall be a highway for my people israel uh beyond the rivers of ethiopia and that is the uh dariel pass still known today as the pass of israel through the caucasus mountains into europe okay that's that's you know the, the, in other words yahweh was using the assyrians to bring these rebellious israelites north so that they would cross into europe and uh in other words, to populate the European nation states. Back to you.
1: Yeah, and is it that also then a reference to the the water that would dry? That is a reference to that the migration has stopped from the, from those up. places. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Dry the the water from the Middle East has dried up. In other words, there's no more migrations from the Middle East. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yes, and that was the migration of us. Mm-hmm. So, yet another prophecy going fulfilled in us. Yes. Okay. During the last hundred years, um, archaeologists have <laughs> unearthed the published, the original records kept by the Syrians who took the bulk of Israelites captive. These records, housed in the British Museum, reveal vital clues. Assyrian wall um, relief give uh, pictorial details showing the casting asunder of Israelites. Their towns and the deportations of those captive. While the Assyrian scribes wrote of the Israelites' stay during captivity. Oh, I think. What should I watched a documentary about this? Yeah. About this, he did also visit the the, Brit, the museum in in England about, and then also view those uh, old writings on those clay pots I guess, where they wrote and had right. the pictures of the Israelites.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, and the picture of the Israelites always are depicted as Nordic-looking. Yeah, mm-hmm. not not, not hook-nosed, receding-forehead, uh, dark-skinned Jews, okay? But uh, re- remember, the Israelites had a, a law that they are, weren't supposed to make images, including of themselves, so that's why you don't see images of Israelites. But it's very obvious that when you dig up graves in in Palestine... They typically look Caucasian, all right? And so the Israeli state is covering this up. In fact, the Israeli state, when they uh, bring up a uh, uh, an archaeological site that has uh, Aryan-looking bones, they will just dig it right back under and destroy it. That's how determined the Jews are to prevent us from knowing that the Israelites were Aryans.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I guess the stones is crying out. I think that was also what Jesus Christ said. If if he wants, if I'm paraphrasing, if you say to my prophets to to shut up, then the stones yeah. will cry out. That's Isn't right. that what they're doing? Because they want us to yeah. shut up, but then the stones is crying out.
0: Right. Yeah. And the verse you were referring to about the water drying up—that's Revelation sixteen twelve, which says, "And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates." And the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. In other words, in the context of today's discussion, that the Celts would uh, migrate to the west, but there would be a time when then this migration would end and that river dries up, or the migration dries up. Back to you.
1: Yeah, so there we see a of one of those, uh, uh, what is it, cups that he pours out, the angels is pouring out.
0: Yes, right. Okay, so mm. there will come a time when the migration of the Israel people and the Celtic people from the east will stop because you know, there will be no more migrations. Okay, that's what that verse means. Back to you. Mm, yeah.
1: Okay. That that's how we can find to understand the Book of Revelations. You just need to have the key who the Israelites are, and then it makes more sense. Yes. Okay. These clay tablets were found in the diggings um, of the Syrian Royal uh, Library at. Uh, Nin, uh, Ninveh in 1850 AD. They were translated and published in 1930 by Professor uh, Leroy Waterman of the University of Michigan. Oh, close to you, I guess.
0: Okay. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. And those people here, you see how the stone is crying out. That this Leroy Waterman, I guess, was an idamic man.
0: Mm-hmm Probably. Yeah.
1: Doing what those, if he's those related trips? to Doc Waterman? <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Back, yeah, back to you. Uh, the tablets were in total disorder, hundreds of which were of Miss um, Selenus texts dealing with a matter of state. Because of this and the fact that the Assyrians called the Israelites by other names during their captivity, the relevance of the Israelites has been overlooked. Yes, they lost their identity, lost yes. their home and who they were. And they were, uh, I guess, wasn't they referred to one of Umri, one of the later big kings of Israel?
0: Yes, and that's where we get Khmeria from, King Omri, Khmerian. So whatever you see the word Khmerian, it's Israelites of the ten northern tribes. Yeah, maybe I'm
1: jumping ahead of, of this article, but... <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. I'm not
0: sure. Yet,
1: yeah. yeah, a number of these tablets date around 707 BC uncover the hidden lot of the Israelites as they fled from the land of their captivity. These are the missing links, vital to pinpoint the modern day descendants of the lost tribes of Israel. Uh, as outlined above, the forebears of the Israelites were Chaldeans, or we could say Proto Celts, in due course. I will demonstrate that a branch of these Celto-Israelites became the Goths and Saxons. If this... <laughs> my people. <laughs> yes, our people. Good. Yes. Now I guess from my place up here in the north I guess we are more Skittians.
0: Could be. Could be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, if uh, this... as,
0: yeah, we talked of the the several tribes that informed the uh Scandinavian countries, you know, like Asher uh, you know, Issachar, etc. Okay. Mm,
1: yeah. And also the Swedish land here is Sweden. referred to in old, yes, yes. Can, is referred to as in old in, in the old languages from from Scythia to being the, yeah, to being yeah. the land of the Scythians.
0: Right. And the Scythian, again, Scythian is a territorial word. Okay. Actually, in Hebrew, it means Sukkoth, Skuth, meaning tent dweller. Okay, simply referring
1: yeah. to these Israelites as tent dwellers. Back to you. Yeah, and which still, I guess, those tent dwellers and those wagons—we have we use them still today. Just look at—we having those That's wagons great. after our cars, and just losing the um, <laughs> English word for it.
0: covered wagons, right? Covered yeah. wagons, uh, station wagons,
1: right? Yeah, SUVs, we're still using them, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh. Okay, if this be so, then it stands to reason that the Saxon invasion into Celtic Britain and Europe did not bring a new race into the area. Instead, it will be more accurate to see the influx as the coming together of tribes of the same ethnicity.
0: Amen.
1: Yeah. that's was why they, they were able to integrate into here in Europe, because right. we're on the same people. But, of course, there well, yeah. may be some um, conflict between us.
0: Right, yeah. And then, yeah, so there were skirmishes. And then actually later in history, you know, the wars between the Germans and the Brits, those were orchestrated by the Jews, right? But as the Anglo-Saxons, the overland wave from uh, Mesopotamia, uh, came into contact with the previous wave that was from Egypt, because the Celto the berian branch came from Egypt, 1500 B.C., well before the Anglo-Saxon way. So the Celts are essentially Israelites descended from Zera and the Anglo-Saxons are the uh, white people descended from Ferris and they merged together into Europe now known as the European people. Okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's how to understand these migrations. Back to you.
1: Oh, yes. Before translating the clay tablets, it pay to briefly look again at the, at the birth of Chaldea. The Sumerians were, in Asiat, were an Asiatic people whose tongue was neither Semitic nor Indo-European. Its spoken form ended about 300, 3500 BC to 2050 BC with the influx of Semitic proto-Celtic tribes. These Semitic proto-Celts at the time had no written um, characters they simply took the Sumerian script and adapted it to their Semitic tongue. Okay.
0: That's interesting. Uh, So, uh, in other words, uh, well, Hebrew would have derived from this possibly, or was Hebrew the language spoken by Adam and Eve in the garden? Maybe it, well, it had to have a written form because Enoch... You know, our great, 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 great ancestor Enoch, before the flood, wrote books. So what language were those? They were probably written in Hebrew. However, the point he makes here, it could still be absolutely correct, namely that these non-Shemitic people or non-Adamic people uh, had their own uh, language, a written language, and even the Chinese, Chinese scholars Will tell you that their language stems from the Garden of Eden. Their stick figures language have Garden of Eden references to them. So it could be that these other languages, you know, stem from the Middle East as well. Okay, or at least were picked up by the Chinese from the Middle East.
1: Back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the Proto Celts came in a number of waves. One of the earliest being the um, Acadians nearby in Kurdistan, lived the Semitic Guti, and here we have maybe the Kurds you're referring to. Possibly, yes. Uh, About 2800 BC, those arose in Akkad, a Semitic chieftain named um, Sargani, Sharali, better known as Sargon I, whose some believe to be Nimrod of Scripture. Nimrod's death and rebirth uh, festival is marked by f- felling and decorating trees at the shortest day in December. Mm, Merry yeah, Christmas. something. We-
0: <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody!
1: <laughs> All right. Well, it has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. That's uh, right. Nothing. Right. It is just um, yeah. yeah. So and we should not celebrating it because it is it is pagan worship and and uh, yeah maybe you can think about Jesus Christ. But that's do yeah. anyway, always, so I don't know. And here also, when you see here, Sargon, I guess yeah. that is something from Lord of the Ring, I guess, where they got that name from.
0: Right, right, yeah. yeah so, uh, Sar means chieftain, and it, it, mm-hmm. uh, it survives in the Russian word Tsar, right? Tsar of Russia. So, uh, and Gan might actually mean Cain, King Cain. So, maybe King yeah, this Sargon uh, uh, title, actually comes from Cain, so there might have been, as he said, Asiatic, you know, it, uh, the Bible tells us that Cain moved east. How far east did he go, right? But uh, ultimately, they, they moved back west and, uh, you know, informed uh, a lot of uh, what he's calling uh, here, well, uh, Akkad, the kingdom of Akkad, is in which he distinguishes from the Shemitic kingdom of the Guti and the Celts okay so there's a lot going on here that we have to take apart but i believe that nimrod's wife semiramis uh, her name uh, suggests that she was a worshiper of the ram ramis that that, uh, she was so his wife had to be a pagan and she is deified in many of these pagan cultures but if she is not a Shemitic woman, which is quite possible, maybe she was an Akkadian uh, who worshipped the ram, you know, because that was the astrological age of the ram at that time. Back to you.
1: Yeah, and weren't uh, Nimrod weren't killed by a wild boar? I believe so. Was Esau? he the one who was killed by this wild boar, and that's why you eat this damn pig? Sorry, this pig on on Christmas, <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Or or he he went pig hunting and ate pig. Uh, the Book of Jasher says that Nimrod was actually killed by Esau accidentally, or no, actually yeah. by, on purpose by Esau, because he, uh, for some reason, Nimrod's troops were chasing Esau, and Esau laid a trap and actually killed Nimrod. That's
1: the story yeah. in the
0: Book of Jasher. Yes,
1: that, yeah, that's the story. Sorry, yeah, and now when you said, yeah, he cut up, he cut off his head and took his garment also. Right.
0: Yes. And,
1: yeah. And that didn't that gave him some kind of power, some um, dark power. It's also oh. this uh, this clothing he took from him.
0: Yeah, I believe Nimrod had uh, Adam's clothing, Adam and Eve's clothing, and uh, he used that as uh, an amulet uh, for power. And so Esau inherited those clothes. I believe that's how the legend goes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, then, then was it Esau that was killed by an arrow when he was old? Someone shot him? I don't know. If I'm, I'm, too, I'm not too confused now, maybe.
0: Yeah, right. No, that's uh, that's uh, in Genesis 4, one of the descendants of uh, the seventh generation from Cain. Uh, uh, he, kill, he killed Cain with an arrow. Uh, thinking he was uh, uh, a ram, <laughs> right? <laughs> or a goat, one or the other, okay? P- probably as Cain got older, he looked more and more like a goat.
1: Okay. Yeah. But it, it, it was still one, one of the Cain's Night my tribe was killed. It wasn't that wrong but still the wrong name. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So. Let's continue. Uh, Sargon formed a central government and administration complete with record-keeping. It was during his reign that the Semitic tongue was first written using Sumerian uh, characters, see above. Soon thereafter, the land fell prey to roving tribes, both Semitic and non-Semitic. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Yeah. uh, Under Semitic law, mixed marriage were forbidden. Yes, as in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yes. Despite this many Chaldeans wed with Sumerians and with um, other non Semitic newcomers uh maybe it- Nimrod and Semiramis? <laughs> okay
0: right mm-hmm. I mean because uh, typically in ancient and even today, the uh highest ranking families tended to intermarry, and that the reason why they did that was to prevent wars between the two separate nations, okay? So, uh, of course, in our culture, that's forbidden, but our people do it anyway.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, The culture and law of the region began to shift. During this period of of change, the biblical Abram, later Abraham, and other uh, proto celts set off migratory treks Presumably, to able to worship and live as they had before the changes. Okay. Yes.
0: Uh, I agree uh, with that. Isn't that why our people migrate all the time? <laughs> At least, in the, certainly in the modern era, like oh, yeah. the poor people and the pilgrims that came to America because they wanted to practice uh, Christianity correctly rather than by a court edict, like uh, King James, etc., or King Henry the Eighth. Or Bloody Mary, right? Our people are always fleeing the tyrants, of, even of our own people. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have yeah. a, a,
1: a minute and a half left. Okay, let's see if I can get yeah. Okay. Certainly, the scripture account tells how Abraham set off and... Uh, on a divine mission to be patriarch of many nations. In time, some of Abraham's descendants formed the bedrock of the tribes of Israel. All of the wild power struggle in the land of Chaldee spawned a number of empires, most notably those of Assyria and later Babylon. Every spring, the kings of Assyria gathered troops and moved against the neighboring area. Often they were held at bay. Other times they overrun their neighbors, the dead were uh, beheaded and prisoners chained as slaves. Towns will be looted, then set ablaze. A policy to deport a rebellious overrun nations and resettling the vacated area with more yielding fortune underli- line- underlings in their stated was brought in by a Syrian king. Tiglath Pilsner Third. Okay, so maybe that's where Pilsner beer comes from?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, we see that uh, these uh, Asher, uh, the uh, A-S-S-H-U-R, the kingdom Asher, he was a, a Shemitic king, but probably very much paganized as time went on, okay? All right, folks, we're going to have to continue this next week. We've run out of time. Thanks, Michael. And uh, we're going to, to find out who the German-